0: Well, here with us today is Kai Mugge, a well-known physical medium. Great to have you on today, Kai. Thank you for taking the time.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: I know what you do. I know what you do. But maybe some of our listeners don't. So please give us a quick overview about yourself and the things that you're dealing with, if you don't mind.
1: Yes, uh, of course. I like to do that. Yeah, It's a form of, of, of mediumship was for quite some time uh, a little bit disregarded and mental mediumship and um, the proof for survival and um, stage mediumship, uh, people getting in contact with their loved ones was uh, very much in the center of every mediumistic activity. And yeah, it was actually not even valued if you was uh, uh, trying to to apply or to revive other forms of mediumship because the, the the whole movement and the background, the shamanistic and indigenous background, and specifically the the Western projection of it, which is spiritism, talking to spirits, It always had a very strong interconnection with physical phenomena, actually. So the whole movement itself, actually, spiritism, it started with a specific incident. Actually, the chronicles of the American settlers are full with encounters with the supernatural. But there was one specifical ongoing, these were, were knocks, in the houses of the family Fox. And these were intelligent knocks. and the three daughters of the house, they became the first role models for mediums of the Western Hemisphere. And in these early days, physical phenomena, mental phenomena, they all were accepted and present in the repertoire of then evolving mediums coming from every part of the United States where it started. Thousands of them actually revealed themselves in the first years when the Fox sisters were promoting also, um, sent by the spirits actually, um, this form of mediumship, this awareness about an unseen world around us we are embedded in. And physical phenomena were were common, and um, only with the institution institutionalization of this movement, um, yeah, this was uh, put put aside. the The institution institutionalization of this movement was starting to solely looking on to proof of survival form of mental mediumship that had to do with the many wars and that so many people had lost, so many uh, uh, brothers and sons and so forth. And there was this huge demand for contact with the spirits of the deceased. So a mediumship that was actually rooting in more of a holistic approach to the spirit world. Um, not solely focusing on the spirits of the deceased, but many, many uh, interconnection. are thinkable here. Spirits are so varied from, the, from nature spirits to p- planetary spirits, cosmological spirits, angelic spirits, ascended masters, and so forth. There is a, a huge range of entities you can get in contact with and with many of them there is um a route a path a takeable in in which there are uh, physical forms of 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 uh, uh, interaction and um this this was well known and Actually, is well known the the history of the supernatural is actually the history of its manifestations uh, around us, human beings and parapsychology. Actually, was founded in regard uh, 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 be- because of these many physical phenomena that were reported by totally reliable people, scientists, Nobel Prize winners they all were reporting these physical phenomena and that's actually why parapsychology was founded around 1860 and this this route this this path is is part of me since i am um a youngster uh this gaming around with spirits always had uh physical uh, ramifications and Um, interconnections. And it started with uh, doors that flung open and things that were falling out of the shelves and developed then more and more in sophisticated experimental groups that were formed and founded. And then there was a very long term A circle which I was able to develop as a medium in, this was the Felix Circle, and I believe most of this strong development as a physical medium was done in the Felix Circle based in Germany and of course um, relying onto a specific spirit guide who was actually a parapsychologist himself very much interconnected during his lifetimes with physical phenomena and he introduced actually physical phenomena to that degree uh into the circle work we were doing then yes and um there a full blown mediumship was was developed and um you know it's still it's it's a, a total spiritual activity it's a, truly spiritual uh, uh, movement uh, and uh, a spiritual mediumship means um, all these phenomena are embedded in forms of messages and um, revelations from the different perspectives. All these many spirit guides are communicating from dustin had just uh, asked in regards to an extraterrestrial uh, communicator and uh, actually with our (laughs) extraterrestrial communicator um the most surprising and um spectacular uh, informations are being given um yeah, there is a whole spirit team actually at work in our seances. It's a it's a deep trance mediumship. That's what you actually imagine when you talk about mediums and mediums in trance and so forth. So there is a free, uh, automatic speech process going on. I'm not part of. I'm actually in a kind of slumber that uh, was trained not to be in any way or form part of the spoken content. And, um, yeah, beautiful and highly interesting physical phenomena are taking place in these sessions, and thousands of people have seen it and visited it And um, as long as they see value in what we are doing, we are carrying on to do it.
0: Interesting. Since you mentioned these uh, phenomena, let's talk about a few of these phenomena. What exactly happens when you have holding a seance? What can happen?
1: That's a good question, and um, I'm just part of a, of a documentary, which is produced by Professor Dr. Eckhart Kruse, and um, there's just the, and in the second part of it, uh, there is a very short overview uh, of how, how it sounds, which is usually taking three hours, around three hours, how physical phenomena are actually developing and escalating in uh, these sessions. And it usually starts with slight illumination fen- phenomena, uh, tiny flashes of light that start to appear around the medium. And the next step is that waves of touchings are going over the people. And you need to know that um, we are educated in the German uh, way of uh, medium education means in all darkness phases of the sounds, mm-hmm. the medium is held in its place hand on the medium so that there is no question that the medium is anyhow involved in these sessions uh, in in these ongoings there are a lot of red light phases as well sometimes even white light phases in which these phenomena are going on but the touches which are at the very beginning of these sessions yeah these are waves of touches going over the sitters uh, very from very reluctant up to very complex forms of touches like kisses or uh, caressings of uh, many ways and forms and um then a lot of uh, di- um, distant or distance phenomena are taking place. means when the medium is fully secured, uh, the spirits are allowed actually to, to enter the room and they this entering uh, is usually accompanied by a lot of like focus objects they are using actually to assure, their physical presence yeah and then materializations are taking place in red light so objects appear from nothingness usually people are being given appreciations and valuings from the spirit world the spirits have a very strong um sub sub theme it's it's about the existence in a still dual realm of reality and in which stage we are at the moment and it's in the very high interest of the spirits actually to um to 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 to, to empower our spiritual development and in the end recruit us willingly um to the uh to the light side of it, you know, this uh, eternal uh, fight, this is eternal war between good and evil, between light and darkness. And at the moment, we are in a time in which extremely aggressive dark forces, I, I'm sorry to, I have to say that usually people are waiting and wanting when we are talking about spiritual environment, They would like to hear of the beautiful things, but at the moment things are happening uh, because we have obviously not paid attention enough in the last even 20, 30 years, even longer, that um, the societies can be manipulated as they are at the moment and that the power is out of the hands of the people actually and has been given... Uh, has been overgiven to powerful forces, which are actually endangering our society. And this is very much our uh, uh, one of the sub-themes, but looked at from highly interesting perspectives, like, for example, the perspective of uh, the extraterrestrial communicator. Uh, his name is Gonpo Ota. He has a human... Uh, a human incarnation form as well. Uh, sometimes when he materializes, we see him as a human. And sometimes we see him already turning uh, to a zitheretic, reticulian entity. And um, so, yeah, th- these are so, the spiritual d- development, the momentary state of uh, of spirituality, what there is to come for spirituality, how the spirituality of a third millennium is looking like, what uh, has to be done, um, how very much we are still connected with our divine source we are all coming from and so forth. And meanwhile, talking about that and revealing about these issues these physical phenomena are taking place. And actually uh, they are uh, coming with a a message in themselves because showing us the instability and the fluctuating nature of materiality, uh, actually we are being taught in that moment that that what we are all focusing onto, even whole societies are focusing on consumption, consuming material things the whole day, our whole luck of our lives, the fates of our lives are oriented onto the material. And in these seances, the spirits demonstrate that it is all an illusion and that we uh, have to search and find uh in another corner of the room um for our revelation and for our uh, luck so this is a so this is a whole scheme of physical phenomena and beautiful revealing physical phenomena specifically when the people are receiving these gifts from the from the spirit world they feel very much blessed then the the deceased are coming by as well, not so centered and not so solely like in mental mediumship, but they come as well. They show themselves, they show their faces, and when they show up, you can imagine the people are very, very touched. So this is all part of it. Mm, Yeah, actually, it is called physical mediumship, and it is basically in... Spiritualism, at least, quite well known, even though spiritualism has long fought against this uh, path uh, of mediumship. But um, yeah, in Europe there is a history of 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 economics. How um, mediums that have actually created a market for themselves did not want to have uh, other. Um, parts of mediumship to be successful. This had unfortunately to do with the fact that England was very much involved with the evolution of mediumship in Europe and in England. Most of the mediums were coming from the working class and the working class was very poor, held very poor. And there was very, very c- quickly um, a spirit of... Um, of a competition a spirit of competition between the mediums and from from this this is actually coming from negating other forms of mediumship because I want to hold actually customers uh, at the on uh, onto the mediumship I am promoting so there was a many years of negation of physical mediumship. Today, all those who have fought against physical mediumship to revive, because it did revive finally, with a loud boom, with a loud bang, This it was the Skull Group's work then, maybe you have heard of it, with the Society for Psychical Research. There was a huge book being written at these times, 1996, it was... And that was the revival of physical mediumship. And then when it was clear, it cannot be negated anymore, suddenly they all turned into physical mediums as well. <laughs> all these enemies uh, who were before enemies <laughs> of physical mediumship when they saw <laughs> they cannot suppress it anymore, you find in their bio <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most of them, or many of them, I don't want to um, put all into one um platter. In the drawer. Yeah, well, in, in in it all in one drawer. So, so that's the story of mine. Wow, that's insane. That's
2: awesome. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, I was going to say, like, his, uh, Europe has a long history of using mediums, and uh, especially the Nazis during World War II with the Vril Society. I don't know if you know more about that, or do you tamper more into the Vril, or does the Vril still go on in Germany?
1: Yeah, you you know, on the one side, um, mediums were strictly being um, looked after, and in the end, they landed in immigration. Either they fleed from Germany or they landed in the concentration camps because mm. Nazi Germany was not wanting a medium um, through which a higher entity, for example, was communicating. People could Mm. listen to this higher entity and that was not wanted. What they were looking for was a society that was totally fixed and focusing uh, onto the Nazis and the message of of the Nazis. So, mediums who potentially had uh, spiritual maybe even higher beings uh, in their uh, repertoire uh, they were um followed they were uh, chased. Yeah. maybe what chased chased a chased, yes, exactly. That's the right word. They were they were chased actually by the Gestapo and caught and locked uh, away or even killed. But you are of, you are still right, Dustin, because at the same time, um, inside of the Nazi um, society, they had built something what was called the Ahnenerbe, and the annenerbe means something like the Elder's Heritage or something like that. And in the Elder's Heritage, there was more or less all these activities have uh, been going on, like, for example, the Real Society or the Black Sun, Thule Society, and these were occult um, yeah, societies inside of... Specific realms of the Nazis, mm. uh, 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 different Nazi groups that have formed around specific protagonists. And of course, there was an official uh, order as well, because what was it all about? What were they looking for? It was mm-hmm. free energy. And that's why real actually stood in the middle uh, of the activities and the interest but actually from this point on it is quite unclear how far it really went if haunabu really existed or not haunabu this huge thing that was allegedly enabled to even uh, enter space i mean today we are again discussing these uh, multimedial uh, objects since we have the images from the warships around which these uh, spheres were first flying around floating around the warships and were then actually diving into the waters so this discussion actually must have been taking place around Haunobut 2 uh, as well. Um, so we cannot really say. We cannot even say if the Glocker actually was. Uh, the documents I are have. not uh, fully clear. Is, is, is that what you know, Daniel, as well? Or do you have other informations?
2: The Nazi bell?
1: The no. Nazi bell and the Glocker, the bell, exactly. What mm-hmm. do you believe, Daniel? How fa- how far that went? Has 2 really existed, the big one? I'm not sure. I think you know what I think. You know me. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I, I think it's a, uh, an interesting story, and I um, can imagine that it's actually true. But who knows? Who knows?
1: Yeah. And I mean the documents we have; they are actually in a specific way or form, like romanticizing a, a little yeah, bit. They have like, they have like blueprints issue.
2: of this thing too. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, yeah, unfortunately, we do not know, but it is an attractive, a uh, topic, of course, to <laughs> reflect upon. Specifically, um, yeah, documents and visual, pheno- uh, visual um, proofs, like photos or films, or so. Uh, I, I just saw a documentation yesterday um, about Skinny Bob. And oh, wh- yeah. what we know, actually, about Skinny Bob uh, is maybe the uh, the thinkable probability that he is actually real and that these are actually real... Um films, film clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, difficult.
0: Bob. Skinny Bob, very difficult. Yeah, it's very interesting. I saw all these videos and it's very interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's the same with the um Roswell um autopsy videos and stuff like that. It's it's the same. It's interesting to look at. Yeah. And then somebody's uh coming around the corner saying, I know these are all fakes, then somebody else is coming and say no no these are real you don't know you just don't know but it's interesting to look at so yeah, you
2: want to meet it do you want me to show some photographs
0: yeah yeah maybe- of course justin show some well, photographs justin has- you, gotta,
2: you gotta you gotta let me share so these ones are the ones that are really popular this is taken in 1981 uh somewhere in nevada and these were taken by colonel wendell stevens the ah, claims of michael but- horn
1: what has happened? My, my my screen has suddenly ah no okay. Oh wow. Oh never yeah. seen it. Never seen before.
2: <laughs> so I have uh 12 photographs of it just as this UFO kind of it, it moves a little bit. Each picture is a little bit different rotation of the UFO, but this the F117 comes in swooping at it uh in different angles. But yeah, again, very beautiful. You can kind of see the the F one seventeen is uh-huh. kind of blurred because it's moving, and then you see the stationary UFO. And these two were uh, uh, taken I just in. Yeah, exactly.
1: In the, <laughs> uh, Brazil, I believe. Huh? Was it Brazil? Somewhere. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't it, know exactly. It, it... At these times, I just wanted to refer uh, onto these photographs because at these times, these photographs between UFOs with UFOs and jet fighters were very, very popular. And um, a German magazine had featured this row here of this collection. Oh, wow. These are two housewives that were taking a
2: walk one day and they saw this thing just slowly come up to them. Uh, there, I guess there's a series of photographs, but I only have the one. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Carry on. Uh. Yeah. These were taken in Wisconsin, where I'm from, okay. up north in Colfax, Wisconsin. It was taken by a police officer. Nice. He see. was a. Uh, he was uh in Colfax. He was on his lunch break, parked on the side of the road, eating uh, his lunch, and yeah. he just listening to the radio and he listen, he happened to notice that his radio was crickling in and out and he saw this metallic object in the sky and he happened to have, grab his camera right next to him and jump out of his car and he's taking a series of photographs oh it was zigzagging well done. and it was zigzagging so fast you can only get <gasps> so much you know but i only have two photographs from that uh, colfax wisconsin mark a- colfax, anyway Spain. absolutely wow unique Original photos from 78 with and this, such a, and this content. Is, wow. Yes. And that's the thing is, this is Colonel Wendell Stevens' handwriting on the back of him. Nice. He's so he he just he's got the largest collection of UFO photographs in the world. And uh, yeah, I got some of them. <laughs>
0: yeah. You're lucky, yeah. lucky guy. We uh, <laughs> talk, uh, talk about UFOs, uh, Kai. You're familiar with the Billy Meyer case, I guess? Oh,
1: yes. Yes, of course.
0: What's your opinion on the Billy Meyer case?
1: yeah d- difficult uh, but i believe that there is something like like a core like a core that uh, was real where to draw this line in regards to the photos and videos he produced is very very hard t- to tell but um i believe somebody who who so sacrifices everything for, for, for that, what he what he's doing, promoting this story. And, and here we also need to regard that in the focus for Billy, I believe, more stood the messages he were, he was receiving. And I believe even there was or there still is, or at least there was, a very Regular monthly maybe um, publication uh, about the uh, messages from the playards or the play audience. So there was a message coming with yeah, and a typical message uh, which we are r- regularly encountering if we interview the children, which were. Encountering a UFO landing in Ruwa, Zimbabwe, or if we are talking to abductees like Calvin Parker, they all have in the background this uh, notion: you are not treating your planet rightly, and um, this is was in in Billy's. Uh, A contactee case more or less the same Mm -hmm. and I I believe when you had such an encounter abducted or contacted but at least the contacted because the abducted are often or were oftentimes traumatized but the contactees when they had once or twice or some even more on a regular basis such encounters they are, they have to, to, like like a manic, they have to talk about and to share and spread the word. I believe this is a natural reaction of our body and mind. If you actually come to the conclusion you have actually been in contact with something uh, non-human, non-earthly, uh, i can easily believe that from then on there is a spark buzzing inside of you that permanently pushes you to talk about it and to distribute and to publish and so forth yeah you're right dude I you're agree. right yeah and no. even even if it even if that may be pothouse you are staging, because you want to, these things were uh, speculated that uh, even in genuine cases, when the people do not feel rightly heard, um, that they produce yeah staged photographic material, actually, to underline what is true But of course, when then it is found out that it was staged, of course, then that was a Bärendienst, we say in German. (laughs) So actually, uh, yeah, not really um, successful, (laughs) try to promote your thing.
0: Yeah, there are um, stories about time travels and photos of dinosaurs and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen yeah. them, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, "I was I gonna can... say,
2: Michael Horn was in your neck of the woods. He was in Switzerland oh. over the weekend visiting."
0: Oh, Michael Horn. Uh, really, yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, he
2: is. Push-up. Yeah, that's why he kind of. Uh, <laughs> that's why he didn't want to do anything with us this over this mm-hmm. today. I guess that we usually oh, have yeah, on yeah, we uh, we have Michael Horn come on and uh, talk with us, and uh, we talk, we have other people who are in, interested in the uh, Billy Meyer case. Just we're me and Daniel are obviously on the fence. We're just open ears to the subject, and we're interested on in why people follow him in general. And uh, um, yeah, again, like I, I'm like I feel I feel like he did have his contacts, but got cut off short where he felt like he got to continue these contacts with his people mm-hmm. following him and then that's mm-hmm. where it came into a little bit of a fakery and stuff like that mm-hmm. but again like i think you said there was some maybe some core truth to what he's saying especially if he's sticking with it for so long and having death threats mm-hmm. and having it being shot at and stuff like that um mm-hmm. i don't know it just makes you think it's a big mystery in this world yeah. that's why I, I love i love the controversial side of it
1: yes always um this this is a little bit um yeah, this this the 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 controversions around the cases are oftentimes just sparking. Yeah, uh, I mean, but part of the mystery, of course, is that he is never available. <laughs> what I find yeah. a little bit sad, because it was would be easier if you could look this guy in, into the, the eyes. As I say, I, I thought
2: for sure Michael would hit you up saying hey i'm in switzerland come over and visit me <laughs> you're a few hours away okay. <laughs> that
0: would be cool to meet Billy meyer uh, in person it's yeah not too far away so let's come back to the physical mediumship again for a second um let's talk about um can you explain to us what happens when you're in a trance and when an entity takes over your body what exactly is happening to you is there a way to explain it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a way to explain it. I mean, these are actually tech techniques of self hypnosis, and this hypnosis has um, ordering parts which put you asleep, which put you uh, unconscious. Actually, so you first go into a deep form of trance in which you interconnect with powerful images, with visualizations, with techniques of visualization. You uh, actually uh, connect or you open the channel for the guest spirit which wants to join. And I am doing that with with a breathing routine, actually. I am opening specific, parts step by step i am breathing myself out of my body into a virtual space which i am using since i did my first meditation when i was 13 or 14 or so it is is, it is a space uh, above my left shoulder and i totally retract all my awareness about my bodily presence i put inside I retract into this space over my shoulder and open the physiological space that way for the guest spirit. And proportionally me retracting into the space, the guest spirit is actually sinking in. These are uh, 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 widespread techniques. Every medium is... Every deep trance medium is actually uh, doing that. And then you are facilitating something which we are calling automatic speech. Uh, you are overhanding this automatic speech impulse. You give it another four signs, so to speak. You you, you take your, your, yourself out of the route, out of the path, and you let the spirit world so to speak position itself in front of that automatic speech process because we are talking we are speaking automatically everybody is doing that so um, our words are seemingly quicker than our thoughts so what I am saying is not actually the result of what I I have just thought about, which words words I will be using in the next sentence and uh, how these words are sounding and so forth. No, 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 no. We are speaking uh, spontaneously and automatically from what our personality is and what our knowledge is and what our background is. This is actually expressed by our automatic speech process And when you, in these uh, hypnotical mentalization and visualization techniques, you take yourself away from uh, this very starting point of that process, you actually make place for uh, other impulses. And these impulses are basically all around, everywhere, you only have to open your eyes and you see how much information is externally of the human being. Look what the the creation has put in front of us, all around us. And these spirit guides, they are actually personalizations of that information which is existing around us. And, um, yeah, taking usually the, the form of a, a, a human being um, simply to, to get in contact with us and huge, huge human uh, words and speech, actually to make the supernatural for the first time for us turn it into something that we can communicate. Because until then, the supernatural was usually very coded. We call it parapsychology because it is a para, a parallel psychology, which is very hard for us actually to see through and to understand. And with these spirit guides for the first time, uh, this supernatural content is seemingly becoming approachable for us so actually then these spirits are the messengers of the supernatural the messengers of a higher form of being or at least another an alternate a form of existence besides the human form of existence and besides the usual human forms of intercommunication so It is uh, an offer, Mm -hmm. actually um, mind techniques uh, are offering us to somehow get in contact with another nature of information and another way how this information is communicated. And when you are lucky, you have an inspired spirit guide who is capable let's say, to uh, entertain, so to speak, uh, 20 guests um, over three hours uh, with your content, they find inspiring and they leave afterwards and say, oh, that was uh, quite great. And, um, yeah, and that's um, what it's about. It's a technique and it's a connection with... It's a it's a mind game. We we cannot really say where this is coming from. Is is this maybe coming from the very depth of myself? Yes, no, and is maybe the most inner depth of myself even anyway interconnected with uh, realms of um, a much uh, wider uh, quality than our reality anyway uh, is so. We cannot really say, but it can become a very interesting mind game, let's say. And when then physical phenomena are coming with this communicator, then it turns to be much easier to accept this communicator as truly something extraordinary and special because it is not only talking like let's say another human being, no, it somehow has control over our physical environment, and that makes the communicator per se per se um from the first place on words interesting, don't you think?
0: Yes, definitely. You once told me that before you start a seance you do sing and clap with the guests to get yourself in the right mood and pump yourself up a little bit and
1: you- no no no, no, no not, not, not not really this is when the physical phenomena then actually sh- shall happen quickly and shall happen powerfully um it is interconnected with the we always call it psycho emotional energy and presence of the sitters And when they activate this self, this feeling of self-awareness and they activate it through singing and through participation and Mm -hmm. to be uh, aroused and to be interested, actively interested and keeping that up for three hours, this is actually nurturing the process. If the people simply would sit there with crossed arms and would not participate um the energetical d- dynamics would function very much differently and very much lesser and lower so it's a group endeavor actually uh, energetically it's and that's why the people are asked to sing and to become active to activate uh, their psycho emotional um yeah uh, self awareness
0: yeah hmm. so would it be possible that a spirit enters the body of a guest since maybe some of the guests are in some kind of a trance too
1: yes 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 they are it is unquestionable that they are when you are preparing yourself and when you are embedded in a group of, let's say, 15, 16, 17, 18 people, which all have that in the focus. And when you then together enter a room, which will be hermetically closed and a specific music and light arrangement is actually um, preparing <coughs> <coughs> every, excuse me, uh, everyone, everyone, for a very special journey of three hours, you can estimate that every single one of these guests uh, are in a specific state of mind. And with this specific state of mind, the definition of trance Mm -hmm. is fulfilled. Yeah. So they all in a, in a, in a, in a, the one is more in a more slight uh, trance. Another one might be very much entranced. The one lady feels that she is giving a lot of energy into the process. She actually feels it, how it leaves her body via the knees or via the solar plexus. (coughs) Another one may not um, experience so very much that he may be part energetically of the process, but anyway, he's fascinated. So these are then different um, degrees of, actual participation but everybody is doing actually its best and then there and then there uh, may be mediums but usually this is not wanted and every medium actually has techniques to avoid that that an own mediumship may break through in such a session when you are a medium you are usually totally avoiding that and you are doing everything that that may not happen and usually this is been sp- uh, spoken about with your guides and so forth so when that happens then these are people with a very with a very thin a layer between them and the spirit world, and um, usually we try to avoid such people um, because you always you have to have control over your spirits. It's not good if your spirits are overrunning you. You are the one who has the last word, and if something like this happens, everybody can see. That you have not control over your spirits and that's not good
0: mm-hmm. interesting mm. um we're almost have come to an end but i think dustin was especially interested in the ectoplasm maybe oh, yeah yeah I want to Ask your question yeah.
2: absolutely
1: oh yeah the question please
2: oh no i well again i just saw that video of you uh i don't know if you were in a trance at the time but something was coming out of your mouth and uh, elongating Okay, yeah. a hand almost.
1: Can you yeah. uh, tell us more about that? Yeah, uh, ectoplasm is for the Western Hemisphere edition of that supernatural practice, communicating with spirits. It's one of the central artifacts in it. Uh, all this, uh, all the mystifying, all the misunderstood all the strange, all the bizarre, uh, is actually reflecting, uh, culminating uh, in this strange substance, which is unquestionably there and unquestionably building up many times in front of the people and very well uh, uh, lit in good light. Yeah, and uh, it's an artifact of the Western um, spirit communication realm, the, the ritual environment of that. It is um, actually representing the physical world as it is representing uh, a spiritual world, if you wish so, as well. And this melts some somehow into one another, and uh, ectoplasm can take many forms. Uh, we have observed forms of like pigmentation going on inside of that ectoplasm and then suddenly sharp faces like in three-dimensional are coming forward in different sizes inside of that mass like integrated hollow holograms or integrated 3D photography or something like that and oftentimes these are the faces of the deceased relatives of uh, guests sometimes um, they cannot be identified and uh, then we are usually not receiving much so very much more information about it yes and in the and in the most sophisticated stage of development there is a realm we are calling full materialization phenomenon when those who are in control over the evening and have proven their presence uh, anyway already in the hours before uh, they in this stage even can achieve the capability to materialize from ectoplasm as a a figure, as a manly figure in uh, man height, um, usually very much covered. In the early days, we speculated if it may be the shroud these spirits are showing themselves in um, but in the end, ectoplasm, by the way, was called spirit cloth in the years before this term ectoplasm was applied. It was, by the way, applied by a Nobel Prize winner of physics, Professor Dr. Charles Richet. He applied this word onto these ongoings in parapsycholo- uh, parapsychological fieldwork seances, and what happens there it comes from the medium sometimes it comes from the sitters sometimes it is there um yeah and um powerful what is going on for the observers when they are confronted with this mass and how it operates it's a living uh, it's a living uh substance if you wish so it breathes it moves it flexes it evolves we have some strange recordings about that uh, on our youtube channel as well where you can see these movement patterns highly highly interesting at the height of the sounds it is um shown Usually, not always, but people are waiting for it, actually. Yes, and you know what what is going on in people who observe these things, objects that materialize and dematerialize, and uh, dozens of objects coming from the eyes of the medium. It's a strong spiritual message the people are receiving uh, through this. And about this, we, we we are happy very much and proud. We know it, it's the spirits, but we are happy that we can share that with the people because it's special and it has these strong spiritual undertones. Yeah, and ectoplasm is a culmination of that.
0: When did you first experience this ectoplasm phenomenon? When... For example, sometimes it's coming out of your mouth, right? Yeah. So when did it first happen? At a seance or when mm-hmm. you were in private at home?
1: Yeah. Uh, interestingly, I had already before it became visible for the first time in a seance, I had I had fantasies or, or thoughts or even... Uh, sensations uh, about it i felt something growing in my mouth and giving me an uncomfortable feeling uh, actually and i i dreamt about that very much often and i could never uh, actually understand what what it was um when i was uh, 16 70 80 90 20 i had these strong dreams about it but for the first time visible it became with the spirit imperator which then turned into the spirit hans the german name hans h-a-n-s very classical german name (laughs) and he's referring to himself as a hans who once have been a famous parapsychologist in Germany and uh, with him and under his control, for the first time, ectoplasm became visible in our cells. room. Weren't you scared when you first experienced it, when it came out of your mouth? N- no, scary be- feeling? because in all these activities, or when the things are coming from the eyes in that mass or when it sounds sometimes the ectoplasm when it is building in the mouth and coming out it is blocking actually uh, the tubes which are responsible for breathing and then the medium Uh me starts to choke and sometimes starts even to help the mass to get it out quicker from the mouth but all this is under a very very thick layer of awareness i am not at all in any way or form in an alarmed state or interconnected what is going on in the contrary i am in a strong slumber and about everything else the spirits are responsible so i am actually saved from it you know uh how very much unnerving it is we even have a scent corn in our eye and here yeah dozens of objects actually at the moment we have 10 coming from this eye then 10 from from the from wow. the under lid from the upper lid and then he he sits there, and my wife is shining white light into his face, my face. And then he starts again, and from the upper lids <laughs> more, and from the lower lids. And then in between, from the uh, from the ears, some oh. additional are produced. so <laughs> And um, when we overlook that, we can easily say that we have materialized that way with the help of the spirits, thousands of objects. And I was wow. just contacted by a Russian uh, 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 sci- scientist, I don't know, but a, a Russian um, a researcher. And he said he has a connection of uh, 450 photographs of my Apportations. I mean I have them myself somewhere but I have never put them together so he contacted me just two days ago and I looked through these 400 more than 400 photos and that is quite wow. astounding what wow. was produced there some of them with a more personal connection in regards to the receiver because they are all given further so wow. we are not beholding None of them, they are all uh, being given further. Some of them have value, some of them have not. People immediately ask, why aren't these all diamonds? Uh, Of course, because the spirits know us very well, and they know how quickly the people would look onto the stones the other has received, if they may be more valuable than mine. Spirits are anyway antipodes, antibodies actually, of the physical, of the monetary. So the value does not lie in any monetary scheme, Uh, even though some of the stones we know Uh, are very valuable, several hundreds of dollars at least. (laughs) From time to time, people cannot avoid to go to the jeweler and they then have received very much often uh, these estimations, such estimations of several hundreds of dollars of euros. And some are... uh, glass-like or, or crystal-like but not ju- jewelry gems gems right gems
0: interesting that is
1: absolutely
2: amazing from like the yes. outside from an outsider's look it's just like poltergeist in a sense it's like you go going to turn trance and then stuff comes flying out of your eyes and then you have <laughs> ectoplasm flying out of your mouth it's like holy christ
1: you then you come out yeah. of it it's like oh I had that I had that yeah <laughs> on, on on first sight definitely but the, wow. the poltergeist, actually is 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 the most negative sure. <laughs> spiritual entity that sure. uh, can um get on stage so to speak so um. <laughs> On the f- on first side, it may be, but it's exactly the opposite. It's exactly okay. the sure. the sure. good. And the poltergeist is always ruining the yeah, whole sure. environment w- where it is going on. It's a truly negative for us. Hmm. Yeah. And our entities are exactly the opposite. Cool. No, that's really cool. That.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can talk about poltergeist the next time. Unfortunately, we have come to an end for today. Yeah. Great talk, Kai. Thank you for taking the time. It was very, very interesting. Yeah, yes, thank you,
1: guys. Thank you. It was yeah. very nice. And poltergeist actually is truly a topic worthwhile to talk about. Sure.
2: Definitely. And I bet you're very knowledgeable about that. So oh, I'm yeah. excited oh, yeah. to hear. Me
1: too. Me too. Yeah. Cool. Good. All right, guys. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you again. Please stay with us for two more minutes, okay?
1: Yeah.